take out the vital organs and you burn all that stuff. And that takes care of the problem. You are now listening to From the Pit. It's killing a lot of people. interrupted with all the what happened i mean 2018 into 2019 there were all this like momentum and then there were obstacles which led us into 2020 but uh yeah man i mean here we are and i'm glad we're here better now than ever oh <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yes, sir. This is Hello. Joe. I play drums. <laughs> Heard mud vein. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, Alex. I'm Ryoko. Dan, hopefully. Is this James? No. Oh. I guess. Oh, no, it's because somebody tried calling me. Nobody <laughs> I'm trying to have a, a damn conversation with my friends, man. So, so we have Mike, we have Phil, we have Sam, we have Frank. Everybody's there. All right. All right. <clears throat> Well, I'm, I'm going to pretend not to be a little butthurt, man. I've been waiting to hear his voice for two years, man. It doesn't feel like... So, so I want to thank you guys for, for giving us opportunity to talk to you. We have, uh, we have a lot of news and... Um, we want to hear about you guys first, but of course we want to, uh, Jesus Christ, 
Sorry. Leave me alone. But um, yeah, man. I mean, uh, right now, obviously, there's a lot of shit going on in the world, and I'm sure everybody wants to chime in. Um, global pandemic affecting musicians, affecting entertainment, left and right, all shades, all walks of life. Nobody's escaping. And um, despite it all, we have people like yourself and uh, and ourselves still trying to maintain some kind of creative productivity despite the uh, global Determined. Determined? Is that a real word, James? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Determined. Oh, James. Yeah. So, uh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm real, I'm real uh, happy myself knowing that we're still trying. Um, and you guys are still trying and we're just not going to give up. That just goes to show that we're not fucking posers, that this is a life. This is, <laughs> this is what we do. This is who we are. This isn't just some fucking fad. And uh, and I'm glad I'm sharing this moment with you all. So cheers to that. I was just saying, I think a lot of bands, since they've turned to live streaming as kind of like an alternative to, you know, live settings, like actual venues and stuff like that, that's, the paradigm's kind of a little bit to where that's become sort of like go-to for a lot of, I think it was uh, Bamath recently that was like selling tickets to one of their concerts, and that was kind of bizarre for me to see. But, you know, as worrisome as the prospect of this going on for a prolonged period of time, is continuing to stay shut is, I think that commodity will flip a little bit more in the sense that when things finally do start to normalize, the idea of going to see a live show will be something that we've been so far removed from, like an interesting commodity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the so idea of you doing that is even jarring to think about, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're all going to be delayed to even want to jump back into the mosh pit either, you know. There's going to be a huge class. <laughs> yeah i got five months or six months i was been since march that i haven't you know had my suffer sessions really sad I, I feel your pain bro
Yeah, yes, yes. And, and real quick, for all you all who are listening, um, the last time we had the fortunate opportunity to, ch- to chat here on, uh, on From the Pit, um, we were releasing our previous album, Setsuna. And uh, since then, we have been writing a, a butt ton of songs, which is uh, expected of Grindcore. And uh, of course, we've had a lot of activity. One of the biggest things that had just happened the last time we spoke, but has had you know some time to marinate and to, to come to fruition and really solidify is our new lineup. So since 2018, I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, we have the addition of, uh, of our new bass player and fucking fantastic vocalist. And they are here with us today. So I'll formally introduce, uh, if you haven't already, while my phone was fucking turning <laughs> off and trying to erase itself uh i'd like to introduce everybody to ryoko and alexis they are the new members well i guess not that new anymore they're the latest members of jagra and uh, you know before they go off and introduce themselves and tell you about where they're from and music whatnot i just want to say um i'm about to uh, unload a big love bomb so you guys make sure you make sure you're dry and sitting down but uh <laughs> I'm super, super fucking lucky to have these two beautiful people in my life. Um, These people are also responsible for putting a fucking blast of wind in our sails and and uh, pushing us into uh, basically Setsuna also coming to fruition and helping us to to uh, manifest our dreams and and doing our Japanese tour last year. In, in being fantastic musicians. I didn't even realize the, that they were going to do dual vocals. Jesus Christ. Alexis is doing backflips, playing bass, fucking singing, and, and fucking tearing it up, and Ryoko's beating the shit out of the people in the front row, and doing push-ups, and, dude, and singing like a motherfucker, dude. And it just gives me so much pleasure and power while I'm performing. And it's all because of them joining the band. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk a little more about our new release and, and how it's affected it now that they're in the band. But everybody, I just want you all to to bow down upon their greatness. No, I'm just kidding. Say hello to our new singer and our new bass player. Tell them about yourselves. Hello. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, well, you said you already said two years is a long time. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we've been in a band a long time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, n- known these guys since. Uh, Was it through ID that we know? Well, I because uh, we're all. I grew up in the same uh, region down. Or, well, the same you know Rio Grande Valley down there. Uh, with these guys, uh, played in a couple bands that shared the stage. But I, it wasn't until we moved up to Austin that uh, that we. Uh, you know, really started playing a lot more shows together and, and you know, supporting each other whenever we could and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a no-brainer when, whenever the opportunity arose for us to, to mm-hmm. jump in and jam with friends with playing music that we've been fans of for a long time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it helps to have that chemistry, <clears throat> sure. Wait, how long did you know Joe Dan or J- and James? Uh, did you know when you were growing up in the valley? Or well, I guess I started playing shows what like t- like two thousand five was was when my first show was and like with uh, Inner Sunder, right? Or yeah, was within a, yeah, within a Sunder, and then I'd done like a, a, I'd had this really weird solo band 
where I put in a gas mask that had like a <laughs> uh, fucking microphone stuck inside of it and went ballistic for a little while. It was really weird grind stuff. <laughs> but uh, I played a sh I think I'd played a show with Cesspool with that project. So and <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, I, I, there are like specific weird little stories that I that I distinctly remember knowing knowing of James, but we were not close at the time. Um, but yeah, it's so, like when so, you know, you're in a scene, right? I mean, so yeah, exactly. You guys know it's you know, it's just like we're all kind of around each. Other, so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, familiar faces and and you know and, and especially at that time, there's like so many killer bands making awesome music, you know, that uh, uh, knowing Joe Jan through Severance or through some other um, associated projects from my band at the time, it was like, oh hey, these guys are awesome musicians, and we just through whatever circumstances uh, got closer, you know, as the years went on. Mm. Even even though I moved away, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We're about we're about like four and a half five hours away or so. That's yeah. Cool. Long yeah, distance relationships kind of do work, guys. All right, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of do. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So Dagra uh, for a long time used to gig with uh, my uh, old band Id, uh, who also used to jam in the same jam space as well as play shows with Ryoko's band, uh, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I fucking time. love yes. Clint Eastwood and Id. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Specify. So yeah, that all kind of worked out. You know, my big takeaway from that whole thing is that, holy shit, Alex, you were the guy in the gas mask. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I, was... I, I should have said sick hello, ass right? gas mask and a sick ass wallet chain, probably. <laughs> that was my date. <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah, that like um. Through their their old singer as well that they used to, uh, I was inspired by him to to do that. Mm -hmm. A beautiful lotus, philosophical. Mm -hmm. Staring at this weird thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun. Who wants to answer first? <laughs> that was a uh, goddamn blast. Not just for getting to be there, but getting to meet the people that we got to meet over there. It's gonna sound corny, but it was it was a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love. Yeah, fucking. Um... Yeah, well, I mean, like to me, <laughs> it, it it's all the the personal fun stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's a great vacation and whatnot. But here's a side thing for me. You guys, you know, uh, he said, "Who's not there? Uh, Sam's not there. Or Frank's not there. Who's not there? Sam. Sam, right? Sam. Okay, so guys, it's like the rest of y'all, like." When you follow grindcore, right? Let's just say, I mean, you guys have, I mean, what kind of grindcore do you guys listen to? Or what kind of grindcore do you have can be this kind? That There's all these sub-genres and whatever, right? And in understanding grindcore, then you, you kind of end up learning when you follow the bands and you follow the record labels that there are certain hubs in, on the world, in, throughout the world, there's certain hubs of certain in uh, um, music uh, scenes i guess the word is a scene right i mean it's like a musical like a, a setup where the types of bands that come out the, the 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 quality of the musicianship or the the styling of the recordings they kind of take on a characteristic element you know an attribute to certain places in the world right so like for example you know you, you talk about grindcore you think about texas you say texas grindcore what comes to your mind blah 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 you think and you think of that band, you think of the way they play. It puts a flavor in your mind, in your mouth about Texas concerning grindcore. Japan has that as well. 
Um, in my life, everything about Japan has just been so exclusive, so elite, so special, so pure. It's like it's like everybody knows in the scene, you can't just like just walk onto Japan scene and just say, hey, we're some no name band from some small town. And we're just going to want you to book us here and there and everywhere. You know, it helps to have some kind of uh, establishment there, whether it's the personal friends or through your band. It takes help to get there. It, it's special. It's not easy. And the music and the bands that also come out of Japan, I was saying, they have a certain character as well. The albums are also super rare. Uh, this is so much reverence towards the scene, this punk and grindcore, especially and specifically out of Japan. So when we got a chance to go to Japan, I was like, man, this is a, such a big fucking honor. It was so overwhelming for me, guys, that like, dude, it just fucked me up. We were eating at this restaurant, right? This restaurant uh, was in where, guys? Osaka or where? In Kyoto? Yeah. Where we went to La Madragu? <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the restaurant belonged to Sanshiro. Sanshiro, I forget the rest of his name. I apologize. Um, but he was a, he's a fucking famous singer. He sings out of a... Uh, well, I think he's famous. He's not famous. <laughs> <laughs> he was a retortion terror with us. Some, and he's immortalized. He's from Mortalized. He's a amazing heralded singer, man. He's amazing. And that's his restaurant. Right? So he's actually a fantastic chef. And he made for us some food, right? Which is like one of his signature dishes there. And just being there, knowing like, holy shit. I, everywhere you look, when you're out in another country, the floor, walls, the streets, the, the benches on the side, everything you look at, the light post, it's not like it is at home, right? You guys are in Philadelphia, right? Jersey, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So in that in that area, the way the streets look, the way the curbs look, the way signs look, you just you take it for granted. Like, or it's just normal to you. And as soon as you go to somewhere like Japan or Russia, these different places, man, you notice it. You can't stop seeing it. it it's overwhelming. You're like, wow, man. You can never forget you're not at home. And 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 it's just this magical special rare you won the fucking lottery in life this isn't like not every day can everybody say oh man one time we got you know offered a show to go jam out in front of people in the other side of the world and ate this great food and it's like you can tell your grandkids or whatever. One time, Grandpa was in Russia and he played a show with Tim <laughs> and, and the grandkids are like, "Whatever, Grampy." It's like, no, dude. Like some people are actually, uh, they travel the world, they experience life. That's that's like that's how it felt for me. All that overwhelming shit, just whew, you can't deny it, man. It's really, really fun. It's really fun. It's not, and we spent so much money and it was so expensive. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying like we had disposable cash. I mean, we had to borrow money. We had to, you know, we had to save money. We had to try really hard. And it was, it was not easy for us to just go, even though we got the opportunity and the, and the and invite to do so. Then the step two is get your ass through the whole thing. 
<laughs> so it's 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 uh, unforgettable, man. And and that that trip has got to be one of my favoriteest trips in my whole life. I recommend to see what's outside of your bubble, you know, no matter where it is, you know, somewhere that's not comfort zone. And I guarantee you, you're going to be, you're going to grow, grow some personally. I don't know. It's just different. It's awesome. Fun. And uh, I have, I I have to thank also Alexis and helping us make it possible. We couldn't have done it without you guys. Told you love bombs, man. <laughs> love this really, this really nice beer, and I haven't had a beer like in a few months. So I'm super lovey dovey. You're gonna have to, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna I mean, have to forgive yeah, me, guys. Like, yeah, I Sorry. Think, I picked up some like, beer on the trail. It's what is this? Blacker Imperial Pale Ale. Black Ale. Black yeah. Ale. Uh, 8.52. Nice. Yeah. Oh, boy. You're gonna get shit hammered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but hey, wait, 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 but like... Ryoko, tell them about the bands you were in. You didn't get uh... your please. I, I started out playing keyboards in like a prog metal band, and then what did I do? Oh, I and then after that, I uh played keyboards in a black metal band, and then that's where I learned how to do extreme vocals. And then started uh, Clit Eastwood, which was a grind band. And now I got Dagra. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, yeah, just for, like, just thinking about Japan and, like, one of, I mean, easily the, like, the, the highlight for that whole trip and also the major reason that it happened was getting to meet uh takafumi matsubara mm-hmm. which getting to me and him as a host and uh helping us get over there like that was uh just a monumental thing for us yeah it was such a surreal experience just to we're we're getting our bearings and everything there's such a long and you just kind of like close your eyes for a second you open them again and it's like oh we're sitting in his living room just oh, actually <laughs> like it's it takes it takes quite a bit of frame of mind to be able to process all just like jump 12 feet you just kind of blink your eyes and then open them again all of a sudden it's like oh Matsubara's living room just you know <laughs> full of beers this is wow this is surreal but awesome but also surreal Goddamn shoes off, dirty ass The show started around what? What time? Five o'clock. Oh. <laughs> I am in that, love that with the different. with the fact that on Sunday nights, like the show was over and the sun was still out. That was awesome. I, I, and people I, were one. partying. Dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. We took some pictures of some people who were passed out and they were just having a good time and fell asleep. <laughs> it's great. It was awesome. It, what what yeah, time do the shows end, guys? Like, 
10 o'clock yeah. 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 yeah yeah the 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 weekday and i think the <laughs> that yeah the saturday show ended around there but uh sunday it was like yeah eight, eight o'clock it was already done by i was super <laughs> into that uh yeah no i mean this the the crowds there are super supportive people going wild and like i, I distinctly in that last show i remember there was you know uh not necessarily a super packed crowd especially when think consider sunday but like a couple of dudes crowd surfing on that anyways did not matter people kicking off kicking around you know stage lights and you know going ape shit and so it's it's fucking awesome i got kicked in the face <laughs> i got kicked in the face uh yeah maybe about, maybe about an hour before we went on just hanging out in the while hardcore band just even then with the days of still being in japan i'm just kind of standing there and all of a sudden of a chuck taylor Face. Like, <laughs> Shit, did that happen? Yeah, it's like speaking of what you just said, how like you can tell that they're influenced by like or especially those bands sound the ones you saw sounded like a like the Jersey style core, right? Um a, a lot of that you're gonna you're gonna see that globally, right? That that's just the way it is, right? Like people are into venom, let's say in Venom's from England. Everybody's trying to sound Breaking but what's different is what Japan does shall I say what they don't do is they don't give a fuck. Like they'll play, they'll love the, the, the angst and power and the dirtiness of punk, but the guitar player can fucking shred. So what do you hear? Fucking gnarly, raunchy punk rock with shredding solos. And you're like, wait a minute. Like that's kind of melodic. Okay. I hear the drumming fucking the proper, influenced traditional way but they like everyone does everyone puts their own in their inspiration and some people create another recognizable style if you listen to a lot of japanese bands i, I as as i have in my personal experience across different genres punk hardcore uh death metal they they they're very very proficient with their musicianship the styling kicks in, colors it, very recognizable, and it's super, super. Uh, you can tell they invest a lot of practicing, playing well, despite how gnarly the music sounds. Like it sounds gnarly because they meant not, you know. It's very sincere. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude! I love that they don't give a fuck, man. Oh, what's that? Punk rock is supposed to be sloppy. Well, too bad. Check out this dual guitar harmonizing solo. <laughs> <laughs> and the singer go yeah and sing all crazy and oh my god it's, it's
Mm-hmm. Realized? Have you heard Realized? Dude. Oh, pure, <laughs> thick, beautiful grind. Pure old school style. Napalm death, but like the, what would you call it? Like the Harmony Corona era there, or more, maybe more brutal. There, there's a significant amount of, oh, there's a lot of, oh, you know, just popping at you. Know. <laughs> Late May, early June, it's all such a nine days a nine day run or so around there that included but yeah, even the getting back shows was kind of a, yeah even getting back was kind of a challenge because we got back a day later than due to yeah. one of our flights oh, getting yeah. canceled oh shit <laughs> yeah, having to having to sleep on the floor of a dfw international airport yeah we made it all the way home to texas but the last flight <laughs> the very last flight was delayed like what eight <laughs> hours yeah a one hour like it was like, like one and a half hour drive shift. <laughs> the airport tonight are creepy Super. Ooh. if my to- calculations to- were correct i think it was like 11 and a half going nine and a half coming uh, alex i think you have the exact spot Oh no! With with like the total transfers and stuff like that, it wound up being about like kind of eighteen hours of travel time or so. I think six like sixteen coming back, minus the unexpected like <laughs> having to sleep on the floor for for ten or so. But uh, yeah, that was it's it's a grueling flight that is actually not maybe not as bad. I I, I can't even imagine what it's like doing that before like the screens that were on the back on the back rest of the seats were there because you could at this at this point you could just watch an entire season of netflix or something <laughs> light you know well <laughs> oh. oh gotcha <laughs> I mean, you know, at first, it wasn't really all that bad. I, mean, I think like most of us, we kind of had to look at it from our individualistic point of, points of views. So it was like, for me, at least, I remember that when we got the order at least work to go home, I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. I wanted the vacation anyway. And um, I was still kind of just on my normal, yeah, as far as the band stuff goes, like I was still composing music and like my downtime, I just had a lot more time to be able to do it. But after a couple of days, like the reality started to set in like, okay, I think eventually we're going to have to kind of check in with each other and see what we're going to do. We're obviously not going to be playing shows anytime soon, even further than soon. So uh, thankfully, I think by the virtue of the fact that we're split geographically across Texas, we're already kind of used to having a distance between us. So remaining in contact was never really a problem. Uh, It was just a matter of like, okay, we need to periodically like check in with each other to make sure we're on the same page. Hey, I've got some new riffs or, Hey, so-and-so my, myself and JD are getting together to like put some stuff together. Maybe we'll have 
a video a rehearsal to send you later. So, I mean, you know, we're, I think all things considered, we're doing pretty well given the restrictions from the pandemic. But, I mean, there's still that inevitable, you know, it would be fantastic if we could all be together in the same room jamming. I miss that tremendously. Yeah, it's kind of uh, business as usual when we already have a long distance band. So, at some point. <laughs> uh, not a huge shift, but yeah. I miss hanging out. I'll tell you that right now. Damn straight, dog. <laughs> hey, man, there's this place. What was that place, uh, uh, Alexis? Sorry. Uh, what was that place called where we went pinball? That place full of pinball machines? Oh, in, <laughs> in Osaka's uh, Silver Ball Planet. It's yes. like a pinball museum of just like, had every, had an Iron Maiden machine before they came to America, uh, or maybe around the time they came there. A Primus machine. It was, it was good, good stuff. <laughs> Bunch of Star Wars machines. Hey. Yeah, class. A bunch of classics and a bunch of new stuff. And it was, it was yeah. They, t- they take the pinball seriously. <laughs> and, then what's the, and then what's the name of that other place there in Austin? Oh, pin pinballs. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it's called pinballs. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> why didn't I remember? Uh, that? With the Z, but yeah, that place. No, oh, that's why. I, I I miss that place sincerely. One of the few l- l- last remaining arcades around here. But you know. Pandemic, not a good, a great time to do that. <laughs> no. Do you guys like pinball? All right, so book us that damn show, bro. Book that <laughs> yeah, show. Jersey, so yeah. Go check that out. You're holding out on us, guys. You're holding out on us. All right, well, let's go on a road trip. Let's go on a road <laughs> trip, fellas. <Yeah. laughs> we'll do it like 2025. We'll make sure they fucking clean out the filters. We'll make sure they change out the filters on the air cons and shit. And you know, spray the windows down. and Wipe down my plungers. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all be VR, man. Oh, yeah. Are a promise land. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Pitball. <laughs> <laughs> hey so is hey uh, uh, um so yeah, aside from uh the distance you know what i mean and us being used to the uh how we say the not uh, so frequent gathering the reason why we're able to ultimately the reason why we're able to 
manage ourselves because in our own way we're we're lucky that Dagra currently is how do I say this? Uh we're like a group of musicians. And I mean that in your way. Like, like Ryoko can can keyboard, she can sing. Dude, she also sings for a band called Ranchilla Mountain. And that is like totally different style of music. It's much more melodic. Um, it still has a big aggressive element. Um, and that, that music was really good. And you can see a huge range of musicality. And Alexis too, man, plays all kinds of genres. Even he even gets bored and just makes these epic ass songs because because he, <laughs> he's bored he'll fucking make a sick ass song multi track it make a video multi video fucking angles make a video and put it online it's just high end studio quality of audio video sick ass riffs he fucking puts together the drums to the guitar the vocal just because he's bored. And like, there you go, bam, a giant bomb of a beautiful song hits you. Everybody in this band, we're, because we have discipline within ourselves towards craft, just kind of hover around that musicality where some people require a meeting to, to give time to. Some people are just always the craft. They don't have to be in the, the practice room to suddenly okay all right i'm in a band you know like some people's lives are everybody's lives different people are in bands for hobby people are in bands for work there's different reasons to be in a band some people are in bands just because they can't help it they're musicians they just need to they need the outlet so it's not that we're in a business or we're in that bullshit we're more in it because it's our nature as Positions. music the the idea of not doing this is absurd i can't imagine why doing this kind of music i don't know what i would do with my other than this we've been yeah oh well oh well man <laughs> <laughs> can we blame it on the pandemic too yeah <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's and that's how the dinosaurs <laughs> away. Sorry. That's how they went extinct. For those of you who just got here after the the show went paused for a while, that's what we were talking about for the past hour. Dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> like TED Talk. No. Mm-hmm. Or if you can hear our cat in the background. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that ran a squeak. <laughs> <laughs>
Tyler, um, what do you want to know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, well, all right, all right, all right. So, um, yeah, there's going to be, like, a, a couple of you know, those blog sites that are, like, some public uh, posting. Some cool videos are going to be soon. And uh, my friends, you know, you guys are. So, yeah, I'm just showing it to my friends because we're musicians and we're artists and we're into it. Enjoy it. And, hey, we're sharing this is art. So. Yeah, I sent to you guys, and uh, that was uh, pretty much what's going on. Working on a split with uh, Retortion Technology. is Kafumi Mubara is like... Like, it's his solo project, but it's not really a solo. It's like a... It's, it's, he directs the project, but he gets drummers or different singers, and he'll do giant batches of music. And it, it, it's all written by him, and it's kind of uh, uh, performed by these these ensembles that he puts together, uh, and uh, it's just it's it's really interesting. Uh, orchestrates, if you could imagine orchestrating grindcore, that's what Retortion Terror kind of does. He's got Alexis. How many channels did he send you? How many guitar tracks? Seven, which is, that was <laughs> fucking awesome to mix. <laughs> Yeah, seven guitar tracks. He's a, I've seen it described as a grind symphony before, and to be quite honest, to this day, that's still the best description I've heard. Yeah, it's it's like the the orchestral approach of like having all of this uh, guitar going on at the same time. I don't know, it's 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 something else. <laughs> it's just to listen to, you, especially when it's actually dissected and in, in, in the stem format. It's like consistently blown away by it. <laughs> yeah i mean you know for all you guys who are listening people who listen to this shit i mean 75 percent of us are musicians at heart but play instruments everybody's into the music to the heart so uh when someone says something like like a symphony of grindcore that just saying it plainly you don't have to be an extreme music listener not being treated tag and 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 it's very plain it's it, it, it is very primal in the sense that you exactly what you're expecting is what you're you're gonna hear layers layers of guitar tracks well, seven he said so you've got some here and over there S suddenly a group of over there start harmonizing while the group of these other ones just play this other ass riff while there's this weird like siren riff next to it that played in stereo and then he busts in a solo man it's just it's i felt so bad for you alexis when you were mixing those <laughs> i was like that's gonna be so hard man but man, no, i was lucky one you need to hear it when this thing comes out man and uh it, it's gonna get printed on a 12 inch uh, album super short so they're gonna they're gonna do that like that uh, fast play 
on the vinyl. So they're going to be able to, he's saying, you know, it's, it runs more efficient. And so it's going to sound real loud and real, clear. you know, you're not cramming a lot of music onto the disc. He's able to like, all you tech guys out there, you can, you can tell us why specifically to hear your, but you guys know what I'm talking So less music on the 12 inch just comes up and, uh, oh my God, you're going to hear all those guitar tracks just coming at you. Man. Yeah. Hey Alexis, um, can you tell us? Because you're the one who who mastered it. You know, like, what is it when you do mastering? Um, what was the difference on mastering mastering to CD? Like, isn't it uh, are you asking for the, the? Are you talking about the difference between vinyl and like digital mastering? Or yeah, like is isn't the vinyl like actually a higher quality mix and somehow? Well, I just the goal is to also make it a lot quieter, um, because at the final stages, if you end up, um, you know, pumping out a master file that is super loud, as most digital files are, you know, there's lots of discussion on whether they should be as loud as they are at this point. But if you were to do that on vinyl, it would actually just end up like causing audio issues uh, in vinyl. So normally it's a lot quieter, and there's like a little bit less compression, a little bit less. Uh, Things to that effect that did that. So it's, it's not a huge jump, but it was kind of, it was actually my first attempt at doing it. So we'll see if it's good or not. Yeah, no, see I, it, we'll see if I'm happy with it, I should say. Because <laughs> this, this will be my first time hearing anything that I've produced on, uh, on vinyl. So I'm excited. It sounds fucking fantastic. <laughs> it sounds so good. Yeah, it's been so. The, this alone has been another learning process um, <laughs> through all of this. But excited. Yeah, we got the test prints. Well, we didn't, but the 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 the, the label guy received test prints uh, a few days ago. He said he finally got the pressing, and uh, he said they sound really good and they're so. Check across the little checklist, and they're gonna go ahead get them going so we're starting pre-orders new album it's called kisuna did i pronounce that right kisuna kisuna yes, yes. and so yes. kisuna is uh it it translates to bonds or connections relationships something like this right Between people and uh you know it kind of represents that it's a split you know so we have a a, a connection to the other band other side of the split it's retortion dagger side a side whatever right? so um we have a connection in the sense that you know we've become friends we this tour together um we've already been fans personally with with the the work of music that the guy had already had so we're just very uh there's there's chemistry there's friendship there's a genuine connection friends and so we're getting together and doing a split, and so we called it reason. 
it's it's fortuitous to be sure. I mean, we can't say that when we were recording it, we intended it that more time has gone about this whole idea of Kizuna as a whole. It's like, yeah, ultimately, I mean, really all we have as people, as a band, as everything is just each other. I <laughs> uh, need you to uh, talk to our management and our record label, Wise Guardians Record. No comment. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, in pandemic, but but in decide it's just pretty neat, though, right? Like the core of being of of hu- humanity is connections, right? And 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 in the on the cover, which was done by Fred Gonzalez, he's a friend of mine. He's from Edinburgh, or well, he lives in Edinburgh. Uh, he's actually an art teacher as well. It's pretty rad. Um, he did this cover for us, and um, it basically represents both both bands on the cover. The, uh, a tortoise shell beast, because uh, Matsubara san has a has a badass tortoise shell, and uh, he's he's in this cool group like tortoise shell. Tortoiseshell cats, and <laughs> this is a Facebook group. We're all part of the group. Hold on, my dogs. <laughs> Anyways, and so uh, there's this tortoiseshell grinder, right? That's his thing. Tortoiseshell cats and grind. That's his. Boom. There's that one. On the other side is is this oni, this demon it represents like this monster attacking this dude. It's the adversary. It's kind of like a loose concept. Of Dagra, and we talked about. I'm just the. It's the adversary. Boom! That little creature next to you. And in the middle, you have the listener who's split in two by both sides, right? Because it's a split <laughs> release, right? So then you got this water, right, crashing onto the whole scene. That's the sound waves, water waves, sound waves, whatever, right? Boom! They're crashing in on the whole scene. That's the, both music, just boom, making a chaos. And in the background, this guy's fucking. The essence of him is just ascending out of it, and it's just like you see the Kisuna symbol in the sky. <laughs> it sounds really epic when you word it out, and that's what he was able to paint. Gonzalez. Yeah, that that that's already. Uh, you can go to Wise Grinds Records uh, Facebook page. They have a picture there of the the album cover. It'll be coming soon. October 9th and opens up the... I don't know when this is going to... If it's airing... October 9th, 2020. You will have experienced the release of the order. Oh, did you cut out? <laughs> no, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just hard to tell. Okay, uh, yeah, so I don't know at what point, but uh, ultimately um, he was able to uh, do all that stuff. And the release October, Oops. October 9th is the pre-order date. Uh, I think the album is November 13th. Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th yeah. is the actual release date. Uh, so pre-orders open October 9th. Next Saturday, Saturday? This coming Friday. Yeah, this coming Friday. Friday. Depending on when this goes up. <laughs> yeah, 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 October 9th. 
uh, yeah, just uh, throw them out there. There's going to be two colors. A label guy likes to do. You'll see that. Yeah, yeah just uh, hoping when you guys dig it. Um, for fans of Grindcore that is trying to be musical in style, power, I think that's uh, kind of what we're doing. <laughs> Thank you. Fred Gonzalez, man. Fred Gonzalez from Edinburgh, Texas. What's up, my brother? He's a sick-ass guitar player. Ask <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta... Always rep your friends. Especially when they're fucking badass guitar players. Like Fred, man. Fred's a badass guitar Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, we've we've got a decent amount of songs at the time for the t at the time being. Um, we're still JD and I have made a little more progress on getting together a little more often now that we kind of figured out how to navigate this whole quarantine business. Uh, so we've been crafting and kind of like smoothing out a lot of the wrinkles with newer songs and with a lot of risks that I wrote during quarantine. Uh, it's funny because as a matter of fact, I was telling JD during the last session he. He tends to see a lot of the blind spots I have in my writing. That's why I'm so comfortable jamming with him and with the rest of them and all. But we're slowly accumulating enough to be able to put together a full length. Uh, we can't really say when, but we are, we're stockpiling. I'll just leave it at that. We want to give a little bit more time for the split to have, you know, eyeballs, eyes and ears on it before we start kind of like moving forward with anything else as well. So there's also that. Yeah, that's great. Put it, put it on there. <laughs> that's when they start. Actual, actual <laughs> album or actual split drops uh, November 13th. Jota. Oh, I thought he was going to say something. <laughs> no, we're hanging out.
Absolutely. <laughs> it still feels like it's quite a ways away. I mean, you can't help but feel like they're going to come some point. You know, as dire as the situation is right now, given yeah, enough I guess... time, I think we'll, you know, things will eventually settle back. A relative to a point. state? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. Like I, I've seen bands, like I think in Sweden, who are already planning shows for like later this month, and I'm just like, "Are you are you sure about that?" Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking wishful thinking. Yeah, but right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Doing like pod setups. <laughs> right, right. It almost it almost feels like they're trying to take this paradigm that they're using for major sports and cram it into music. Yeah. It's, it's just it's not. Yeah, some of us uh, are wrestling fans, and we've been watching the uh, the progress of how that's been handled there, and it's like that's probably the closest thing to like small crowd. Uh, venue or entertainment, I guess you'd, that you could think of, but it's like, yeah, you, you can't replicate the pit. You can't replicate, you know, a sweaty bar that is filled with, you know, a half, like a dozen to dozen and a half people, you know, going crazy. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there's the reality that it's probably going to stop over. We have to. We have this. Uh, we have to. Be, we have to find a way to be above, above the threat, like a cold. Those we get those. Medicine, diet, live. If it's raining, put on a jacket. You know, we learn <laughs> avoid. They've gotten more complicated. But that was one. Of the uh, we learn that healthy, so sanitate. Being sanitary, I think the whole sanitation practice in society for sure is going to be better for regardless of a pandemic. Uh, and that's just going to. 
personality just because he's adopting by by personal habit better but yeah not, not gonna lie like even going back and seeing like live videos of bands and seeing a huge ass crowd at this point i'm already like <laughs> oh <laughs> 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 It's daunting. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I haven't had a problem with them. The masks are totally like masks, fine. Yeah, I like masks. <laughs> Totally I'm gonna fine. be so disappointed. That's not just the gas mask. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of like I don't know. It's a, it seems like in just in a short amount of time, getting rewired to still want that same feeling of being at a live show and still being surrounded by people or anything like that. But you slowly get rewired to not or to be repulsed by the idea. I don't know. Me. No, that's a good point. I mean. You know, even looking at the minutiae of it, because, you know, you can address it from a surface level and then there's all the little things. Up. Let's just say, you know, best case scenario, there's a concert that's an underground concert in which people are maintaining their distance or six between them, whatever, whatever. But there's always going to be that one guy that wants to mosh when nobody else <laughs> wants to mosh. How do you deal with him? <laughs> six foot five. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, doing like seated tables or something like that, like it's a dinner show. It's just not, <laughs> doesn't quite work the same way. That'd be fucking badass, dude. Yeah. That would be so cool, dude. Like throw a show, big round tables, and put like the fucking, like the. The, the the table covers are some kind of like we could say yeah like doing like doing it like a beer garden or something but yeah. <laughs> but it's not the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> what do they call? What do they call that? What do, you, what do the hardcore dudes call that? Crowd control or crowd crowd killing? Crowd killing. Crowd killing. <laughs> 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 Just don't drop the spoon. You can't even imagine. Like, I want to see everybody in this motherfucking place maintaining six feet between each other <laughs> right now. Uh, only on the winter. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.
<laughs> now you're selling me on it. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I had to now I had to look this up, and I'm looking at it all at war. Just, <laughs> just to see it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's check funny out. how these things come full circle. Uh, Hate Five Six actually has footage of one of the bands we played with in Japan. No days off, all is one word. I was like stoked when I finally saw that. Like, holy shit, we were there with these guys. Like, we talked to them. Well, you know, we talked in broken English to them, but. <laughs> <laughs> was that. It was... Yeah, I was just watching one of his videos that was over in Tokyo at Asakusa Death Fest. Yeah, for real. And hopefully yeah. we'll get more now that, you know, now that we bring him up, I think it's, it's inevitable that it was going to come up the harm's way footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seeing, the, seeing that blow up and knowing exactly who, uh, where that video came from and then seeing it just completely ripped apart. That was like year. That was years ago. <laughs> it feels like at this point. Is this how we're going to talk about things from now on? Because I think about it now, it brings it up, and it's like, holy shit! Is like, oh, you know, that happened back during quarantine. Like, is that going to be a thing from this point onward? Oh man. Now it'll just stop after this because it'll be the, the end of times. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, no one's going to say the quarantine was bad. It'll just be death quiet. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Someone tried to call me. <laughs> Any plugs? Yeah, actually, uh, okay. So, just to summarize real quick, uh, so the Dagra Russian Terror split on Wise released for 13th. The pre orders start for the 9th. This, I suppose. Uh, hope you guys, uh, check it out. There's gonna be some, uh, popping up pretty soon. Awesome stuff how it sounds. We're fans of Taka, but uh, you're gonna really dig what he wrote because uh, he's fucking amazing. And uh, the Dagger stuff is fucking awesome too. Because like I said now we have new singer, the new bass player, and the musicality 
their fucking talent blasting this thing another night uh and so aside from that myself i'm on the side a project uh mine and on passed away and i'm finishing it off the birthday november 29th and so um those you guys the dagger uh drummer uh you'll find me there do you'll probably see some uh updates on project coming up hopefully that's aside what do you all got going on over alexis oh i mean aside from this we just <laughs> eagerly awaiting the, the release of this stuff got some got some more stuff uh from other bands kind of down the line but i don't Oh, it's still talk tough. more about that one. Yeah, <laughs> some of it's, some of it's still <laughs> so we're we're trying to stay active, guys. Uh, this is what we do because it's just we are. And oh we yeah, hope, I, oh, uh, we hope actually, you guys. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's actually well, just it was a recent release that actually didn't really uh we didn't do a whole lot of push behind, but um, is it uh project i was a part of called uh, auto inducer that had released uh it was it's weird because that actually released the month before the uh pandemic started but it, it uh very much seems like it would have been written after the pandemic had already taken hold uh it's an album called germaphobe and uh it's a <laughs> buddy of mine yeah uh it's a buddy of mine uh uh lyle cooper uh we used to play with him in well play with him in uh, absurdist uh his Sick uh fucking drummer yeah, he wrote all the music uh, himself, performed all the instruments himself, and then uh, asked me to come in and do some vocals on it. And uh, fuck, it's awesome! It's really good. It's shit. fucking awesome. <laughs> it's great. It's fucking massive. Yeah. So, and if you ever heard uh, Lyle Cooper's drumming, he used to drum for the Faceless uh, drums for now abhorrent uh, absurdist, and man, he's just an unbelievable musician. Word. I think it's pretty much all we have going on. Personally, I don't have any other projects of the dagger going on. I uh, just want to express my thanks to everybody who ever supported this. When I started this whole out, 2000, 2000, 2009, 2010, I can't even remember anymore. I never imagined it would blow up this, but I'm just thankful to everybody who's allowed us to be able to just continue on. Thank you to all the people who've listened to us. Thank you to all our friends in Japan, my bandmates, of course. You know, I love you guys more than anything else. And, uh, you. <laughs> I, I hope we continue to provide more, more of what we do, you know, wh whether, whether you like it, whether you don't like it, as long as it generates a discussion, I guess I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> It's just—it's been one of those days. Absolutely, man. You know this. You know, thank you, thank you for having us on as well. This was uh, the highlight of my week, I can say. So, 
course, anytime you want us to come on and just sort of <laughs> have the usual clusterfuck, we'll be more than happy. Likewise. Good to meet you guys. Thank you for having us.